We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 265. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and we'll be talking about recent episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Goldbergs, The Good Wife, and The Last Man on Earth, and the second season premiere of Broadchurch, plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start time for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 265. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason, the TV holic from tvholic.com, and this week we have joining us... Melissa from thetelevixen.com. Welcome! Thanks! Our old pal, Melissa. We've known her for years. Been a long time. It has. Yes. I was just saying to somebody, if I didn't have the podcast, I don't think I'd talk to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Except at Comic-Con. Yeah. Exactly. It it gives me a perfect excuse to keep up with actual actual friends. (laughs) Hey, I haven't talked to you in six months. Come on the podcast. Right, exactly. So welcome. So we you've done this before. We don't need to ask y'all what got you into TV. Just welcome for joining us. Welcome for joining us? You're welcome. <laughs> you are You're, welcome. No, no, no. You're welcome. <laughs> that, was a, that was a classic situation where my mouth was just talking faster than my head. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. In the news... ABC, have they officially said this? No, I, okay. ABC has renewed How to Get Away with Murder for a second season. Yeah, now, I know it just one. came up. It came up like, luckily, we'll be back in the fall. So, like, I haven't seen an actual press release saying it. I know a couple months, Viola Davis was like, yeah, we're coming back. And then it was in the promo that they'll be back in the fall. So, like, yeah, they're coming back. But I just it's weird to me that we didn't see any, like, official thing. Yeah, I know. That's how do you play a promo at the end that says, you know, we'll be back with more. Was that just the PR people being like, try to cancel us now? <laughs> yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, basically run, a, you know, a promo after the, the finale or whatever that says that you're going to be back. But then no actual... It's weird. Press release that they're going to be. Back, I mean, it's but... not surprising. It's just weird. Well, yeah. As I, I assume that as with the as well as it did ratings wise, that as long as Viola Davis wants to do sixteen episodes a year, they'll just keep right. making it. <laughs> right. So that's that for ABC. Um, ABC Family has renewed Baby Daddy for a fifth season. I love Baby Daddy, though. It's really starting to get on my nerves. Because they keep pu- trying to push us away from Danny and, and what's her name? And I like them together. But whatever. Make I'll a choice already. It. Exactly. <laughs> and make the right choice is really what I'm trying to say. Even uh, make a wrong choice, and, but stick with it for more than two episodes. Exactly. Exactly. AMC has picked up the Walking Dead spinoff series for two seasons. No, it doesn't even have a name. <laughs> it's it just have a name. picked up. It, it has... Six episodes is going to air, I guess, at the end of the summer this year, and then it'll be back for a second season at some point of, I'm assuming, if it does well, the second season will be more than six episodes, much like the, much like the previous incarnation. Right. So that's the Walking Dead spinoff series. Uh, I know nothing more than other than it's going to be set in L.A. It sounds like it's going to take place a little more like 
right after the outbreak or something where you're going to see not just what's taking place in another area of the country, but... But a different time. But instead of, like, uh, you're going to see more of, you know, like, Rick wakes up and it's a, it's a decent period of time after the... <laughs> right. After the outbreak already. And so I think you're going to start closer... I think it starts closer to the actual outbreak uh you know so you'll Kim be- Dickens is in it so that's interesting yeah. I really like her I thought that this one was going to be set in Pennsylvania but they're filming it in LA that's Did what they I change thought too. That? but there's like pictures they released were set in like they were in the LA river okay. yeah it sounded like uh, I think they must have changed what they were doing or something like that okay. that was the original thing was they it sounded like it was going to take place it was supposed to be in Pennsylvania yeah that it was going to take place like northeast but now it looks like it's taking you know but yeah, when you see the promo photo, it's it's the giant concrete L.A. River, right? <laughs> Obviously um, so not Philadelphia. <laughs> that's what we know about that. More info as it comes up. Disney Channel. Okay, I'm going to argue with the way you phrase this. Disney Channel has decided to end Jesse after four seasons. It's not a surprise, really. They already had a spinoff planned. It's not canceled. It's ending. It's morphing. It's morphing, yes. Um, that show, my cousins love that show. My That's niece, all I have. yeah, yes. Madison and, and the girls are obsessed with it. My niece made me take her to the playground in Central Park where they go, or what <laughs> is the what they used as the model for the playground where they go. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I like the kids that they're spinning off. The the little Peyton list, not the older Peyton list, which is not a a common name. For there to be two actors named it, but whatever. So yeah, that's Jesse. IFC has canceled Garfunkel and Oates after one season. I didn't watch. I like them, but I just never watched it. Yeah, same. And you know the little video vignettes and whatnot. Uh, yeah. You see on occasion, but I never watched the show. We're the reason it was yes. canceled. <laughs> Sorry, guys. HBO officially announced their streaming-only service, HBO Now, which will launch in April, and it will be available on Apple products, Apple devices. Yeah, that's the 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 thing is like they went for fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, Apple only, and you know iOS, so like iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV. I assume that I mean you you will be able to get to it through the website. You know, if you have a PC, well, let's be real. You'll still be able to borrow your friend's HBO yeah. Go password. <laughs> but yeah, they they went to uh, you know, so no uh, uh, Android uh, devices uh, to be able to see it or any. I mean, they say they're working on getting uh, the service on other, you know, other things uh, and whatnot. But kind of uh, kind of interesting. It's like, hey, we're finally unbundling our, you know, our service from cable. But you must own an Apple device, right? Go out and buy something for Apple. It's like okay, the Apple TV is only sixty nine dollars anymore, so that's not a bad price. So that's HBO. NBC has canceled Allegiance and will move the slap into its time slot and premiere a new show called Dateline: The Real Blacklist to kick off Thursday nights as of March twelfth. The slap doesn't need the blacklist. People are going to turn the TV off at ten and just be like, "Bye." It's going to be worse than Allegiance. We was watching it before. And that just as many won't be watching it after. True, it's <laughs> but true. it's a you know it's a ten episode or eight, eight episode eight episode or whatever like 
you know, series, so they're going to air it. I didn't hate Allegiance. I actually didn't hate Allegiance either. I mean, it was kind of stupid, but it was also sort I of... I his accent was pretty terrible, but It was whatever. also sort of a fun, action-y... I mean, part of it, it kind of sort of harkened back to, uh, I don't know, maybe some sort of 90s-style uh, action <laughs> series or something. But it, I don't know. It had some... It had some fun elements to it, yeah. Uh, even with a completely stupid premise, <laughs> right? Exactly, but that's gone now. I guess they said it would air remaining episodes over the summer. That's what Scott Cohen said on Twitter. So we'll see. And then TNT has ordered twelve more episodes of Cold Justice for the spring. I think they're going to air. I've never watched that episode, that show either. Neither have I. I don't even think it airs here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's doing well enough. Somebody's watching it that it's coming back for 12 more. Uh, and then one. apparently they've also doing a couple of uh, specials where. Well, the show has actually helped. Like they've actually solved some of these murders. And so they do That's, like specials. Uh, they're doing about... a couple of specials that go back and look at some of the ones where, where things have gone. Yeah. Like uh, how it worked the, or whatever. Some of the cases with. Uh... So that's cool. I liked Cold Case when it was on TV. I watched every episode of that. All right. So that's the news. And moving on, prime time, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 2, Episode 11, Aftershocks. Uh, what does everybody think of this show? I'm really happy to have it back. I I was really enjoying it as it went into, you know, its first 10 episodes of this season. Uh, I think they were able to become the show they wanted to be after Captain America last year, and, and they built off of that and it's been a lot of fun to watch and now they're you know even spinning out you know bigger some bigger things where they're you know they're launching they're basically launching the inhumans inside of the tv show i don't know i i've just really i've just really been enjoying it and uh it's one of the shows that i look forward to watching you know kind of right away because it's I don't know. It fits in that wheelhouse of the fun action series that I like uh, so much. So I did not like this show at first and I actually stopped watching it and I just went back to it over the holidays and got caught up and now I'm totally on board. Um, I like what they're doing with it. I didn't like Sky initially, but now I'm starting to be a more intrigued with her story and with Raina. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm totally enjoying it. I'm as agent Carter, but I'm glad that shields back. Yeah. I mean, it was not a show that I loved and it's not a show that I missed, but it's not a show. I like, I watched it. I don't know. I liked agent Carter, maybe a little <laughs> bit more. Can't wait to see that on the back of the season two DVD case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I watched it. I don't know. It's just, I don't love a lot of the characters. I don't think a lot of the acting is that great. I love Fitz. And so I like that story. And I like that he's kind of the guy who knows what's going on with Sky. So I like that part of it. I don't know. I'm just not 100% really sold on where it's going. But I will freely admit that it's like eons better than where it was. And I think as, if it continues like, with where it is now, it will continue to get better each week, which is part of the reason I keep watching because every week it is something where I'm like, okay, that's a little bit more interesting. I'm going to see what happens next. So it's keeping me on the hook. I'm just not like, oh my God, I can't wait to get home and watch S.H.I.E.L.D. 
And I like I barely remembered it was on my DVR picked it up. <laughs> so I'm not like a gung ho fan quite. But it was, you know, solid. I'm interested to see where it goes. Like and I do I'm gonna miss Trip because I liked him a whole lot. Yeah, every time they mentioned him, it was like a little yeah. slight lump in my throat. <laughs> yes, I agree. Because he got like a he sort of got like a terrible death scene, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like not terrible. Obviously, a day he died. So that was terrible. But it was just sort of like he sort of got into a spot where, you know, he should have just never even been in there. And then he just dies. And you're just like, OK, that wait, that's the end of trip. Right. Because you kind of expect it to be like, oh, he's not really dead. But no, he's in pieces. I did like the, you know, sort of them sitting around reminiscing about him and then also mm-hmm. Coulson taking back the old school spy equipment bag, uh, you know, to his, uh, you know, to his grandmother. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, that was a good scene. What are, what are Bobby and what's his name up to? Mac. Yeah, I know. That's the, I mean, they're trying to get a hold of, of the, uh, you know that little uh, the little information box that he has hidden in. Are the they Hydra? But yeah, I don't know. That's like, what's the deal with the uh, why? What what are they up to? Are they, are they just like they just want to know like what's going on, or or are they really? Because I'd be super disappointed if all of a sudden they both turn out to be bad guys. Right. Exactly. Uh, I would hundred percent be disappointed. <laughs> also, it seems that. People either love or hate Bobby. Yeah. I kind of like her. I like her. I like her a lot. There are a lot of people that I I notice are like, ugh. Like, they just cringe. (laughs) I wonder why. I don't, I don't, I don't don't understand. Because I really like her. I don't know. I I, I like, I like her. I like her. I like her character. I like the the interaction between her and, you know, her ex, you know, their, their back yeah. and forth is always a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I really you know, like that. You know, especially like they're, they're like sort of like marital bickering in the middle of like fighting <laughs> other people <laughs> right? <laughs> and stuff, uh, you know, and, but yeah, you, you wonder exactly, uh, you know, what are they up to? Are they just because are, you know, are they just doing it because they're worried you know, because Coulson was keeping from them that he was having these visions and and stuff. Are they wanting to, you know, see what exactly else he's hiding, right? Uh, to make sure that they really should be following him, uh, or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just, uh, just a little. I mean, see, that's extra. one of the things where it's like, <laughs> okay, that's a little bit of what it's going to keep me involved. Because there is that through line of characters I like who are doing something a little weird and I want to know what they're doing. And I hope it pays off and that they're not awful people. Because I don't want them to be bad. Because I liked Ward and now there's no turn. There's no turning back for Ward. Like, Ward is bad. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I don't see any redemption for him. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Sky shooting him in the <laughs> in the mid-season finale was, the like, one of the best with the... Uh... You're the one that told me not to turn your back on. You know, you're the one that trained me to do this, so I shot you. That that was good, but I I liked uh, I I I kind of liked the Reina bit where you know she got transformed, but she got transformed into something you know that she wasn't necessarily expecting. 
I liked when the guy, you know, showed up with, you know, no eyes, but says, hey, beautiful, and then takes right. her, uh, you know, takes her away. Uh, and then we saw that, you know, the connection in the past that uh, he was one of the last of these types of people to be helped by, you know, Sky's mother, uh, you know, before she died. And so I think they're doing a really good job of, of building in, you know, a continually bigger, you know, storylines. Sure. Uh, the, into the and, and and actually giving you some stuff instead of there were so many just little teeny possible hints at, you know, something way in the beginning. And it took so long before they got to anything actually interesting uh, yeah. in the first season that now it just seems like each week there they have bigger and bigger things to build on. Although I'm really interested to see like where like where things go when. They basically cut off like all the heads of Hydra, like right at the right at, at the beginning of this episode. So, like, what's the what's going to sprout up out of that to be the new sort of bad guy that they're going to be dealing with? Right, we'll see. We'll see. We're all watching to find out. So, do we know what the Goldbergs episode was called? Let me look it up because we don't have that information. <laughs> Hang on, hold, please. Oh, Happy Mom, Happy Life. What episode number was it? I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Was it 15 already? Hell. It might be. Wow. Oh, we're getting so close to the end of the season. Okay. I know. Okay, our next show is The Goldbergs, season two, episode 15, Happy Mom, Happy Life. Every time I watch this episode, I'm like, I don't think I can love the show more. And then I watch a full episode and I'm like, I love this show so much. Because the whole cast is hysterical, and the writing is hysterical, and good lord, Wendy McClendon Covey is a gift from the gods. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, the JTP. JTP! Uh, JTP! Uh, those guys are insane people. And when you throw in them trying to win Erica over, holy smokes, I was singing Hearts Alone. Oh my god. Up until this morning. <laughs> so good when he it comes was... in with the when the one guy naked bob says name naked bob or whatever naked rob he comes in with the ham radio basically playing like a mexican song because he couldn't get his boombox because his friend borrowed his boombox to play hard on it like I, I was just rolling it's so funny it was it was hysterical all of them showing up with the boom boxes and then the one guy with the transistor radio oh yeah but the best part was grandmother. I loved Grandmother Bev. She was just, oh my God, like what, what is she going to be like when there's an actual human child and not just a Cabbage Patch kid? Yeah. Um, and I love that, of course, this lady who thinks she's the greatest mother on earth is the one who loses the fake child and doesn't know what a real Cabbage Patch doll is and buys it. This, that doll gave me nightmares that she bought. What is what did they call it? A lettuce, a lettuce, <laughs> lettuce garden. garden kid or something. <laughs> lettuce garden child or something. It's so funny. And but it the was fact hideous. that that's based on a real story, like that they show the fake cabbage patch doll at the end. Cause Adam really experienced a fake cabbage doll situation, cabbage patch doll situation. Amazing. I remember the fake cabbage patch dolls. There were some of them that were like flammable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I love my cabbage patch dolls. I still have mine. My niece um, has mine. <laughs> they're sitting up in my one of my guest rooms. 
I just, it's just, the show hits, like, it was my kind of life. I lived, these are the stories you go through in the 80s, like, I and early 90s, like, this was, I know that happening, you know, you can't quite get a doll, so your mom buys a fake one out of, I don't know if my mom ever went to buy one out of a trunk, but, like, it's always kind of that, like, off-brand Barbie, just because it was, like, $8 instead of 14 and it it's just hysterical. Yeah, I every time I watch it, I'm like, that happened to me? That happened to me? <laughs> it's just, it's it's a totally, like, a trip down memory lane. Yes. And I think that um, Dana, poor Dana, I just love oh. that Adam has to kind of pull himself between her and, and, and Bev and has to deal with that. But he's just, he's so terrible at it. And when he was asking his grandparent or his dad and his grandfather for advice, and the advice is like totally incomplete because he doesn't think ahead to ask what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just, I really need everybody to watch it. (laughs) I mean, it's doing better in the ratings. Like it's actually holding its own. I think it's doing better with then the middle, like it's, which I don't want the middle to go away, but that's a whole other thing with Charlie McDermott signing on to another show. I don't know what's going to happen to the middle, but I just love it. And I need it to be like an anchor show to me. The Goldbergs and fresh off the boat would be the perfect hour of TV. Get your eighties and nineties. Right. Right. Yeah. I just want all the Goldbergs all the time. I yeah. watch each episode at least twice. Yeah. Because you always, there's always something I, I watch it and I don't realize I've missed it. And then I watch it I was like, did I even see that joke when it happened the first time? Because it was hysterical. And how did I miss it? I just, and of course, Michaela Watkins is the best. So oh, yeah. she was great as the teacher. And I just love seeing her hang up. Like, anytime she shows up. I just watched In a World this weekend. She was so good in that movie. Oh, um, I love that movie. It was so good. And so the Goldbergs. Everybody watch the Goldbergs because... You will make me happy if you watch it. And you make yourself happy because it's so good. That's my, I'm off my soapbox now, people. Watch the Goldbergs. Our next show, Broad Church. Okay, this show, I just have to say, it makes me cry. Like, before I even watch an episode, I'm like, I'm going to cry. Broad Church, season two, episode one, called episode one. Those Brits, they are very, They're very, very creative. creative in their episode titles. They're naming <laughs> Oh, my God. I just love this show. I was reading something, and it was like, why do we need a second season of Broadchurch? Because you think that, okay, they've solved the murder, and they, they're they going to kind of deal with it and, and move on. And you come back for this first episode of the second season, and it's like, okay, yeah, we needed a second episode because I didn't know I needed to know what happened next. And now I'm watching, and I'm like, but what's going to happen? And is she going to take the case? And that lady from Without a Trace has an amazing accent that I knew because she covered her accent terribly when she was on Without a Trace, but that's all other thing. <laughs> um, but I just, you know, and they, they round out an already amazing cast and they add like, you know, James Darcy and Mary, what is her, Marianne, Mary Jean Baptiste, Marianne, Marianne, Marianne Jean Baptiste, Jean Baptiste, Charlotte Rampling. It's just so good. And I like the idea that we're going to get to see kind of what in. I'm glad that it's not another murder in Broadchurch because they made this whole big deal about how murders don't happen in Broadchurch. So it would have kind of felt like a cheat if suddenly another person was dead and that's what brought Alec Hardy back and that's what got Ellie back. And so it makes sense that now they're going to kind of explore the case that he couldn't solve before 
and that she's going to be involved in it. And anytime he says Miller, I love it. <laughs> I love David Tennant. That always so seemed much. like the potential for anytime there's a, you know, they, they do that a lot in these types of series. There's usually case or something before that, you know, somebody wasn't able to solve or something didn't go right mm-hmm. in their career. And, and so you kind of think always in the back of your head that, that if they go into multiple seasons, that they're going to hit on that at some point. But the one of the things I hate for people is that that question, why do we need another? Why do we need another this? Why do we need a reboot of that? Why do we need this? And I, I hate that question because why do we need any TV show? I mean, <laughs> you can I mean, at the base level, you can even the best TV show, you can't really give a good argument to why do you really need that? Uh, it, you know, and so. I, I just I hate that question. Uh, anytime I see that, you know, you know, when anytime something's announced or, you know, like the latest is that, you know, why do we need an all female Ghostbusters? Well, well the, now they're, we, they we won don't. and now there's going to be a reboot yeah. of uh, all male go- yeah. Ghostbusters again. Like, but why? Again, we don't. We don't need it, but it might be fantastic. You exactly. don't know. And so I just, you know, if it turns out to suck, maybe it'll suck, but it's not because it was a reboot. It was because it was poorly executed. Exactly. And exactly. so I, I, I'll stop rambling on the, that, but I, I hate that question <laughs> when people, when people go into that type of stuff. Uh, Cause you know, we don't need, we don't really need any of, of this. And so, but the thing I'm interested in, in Broadchurch season two is, do you feel that, they're sort of, you know, they sort of gave you an answer, but they're kind of unraveling it here. Uh, or do you think that this dude's just sort of like pissed off and he's like, maybe I can sort of weasel my way out of this and not end up going to jail for being a child killer. Uh, but if either way, I'm going to take like a whole bunch of people down with me. Because he says in that thing, like everybody, you know, He's, when he's talking to the priest, he's like, everybody in town has secrets or something like that. And so it, it sounds like he's it, – I was like, are they are they really going to go like and tear apart the case that they really didn't do it? Because that – No, I don't think it's – yeah, I don't think he's he's saying that he didn't do it. I think he realized that he's uh, you he know, doesn't want to go to jail as a child killer. He doesn't want to go to jail as a child killer. And I think that he just – you know – People get away with murder all the time and not get away with it, but like he was caught, but they walk on a technicality or something. So I think he's hoping that he can find that technicality so that he doesn't have to go to jail. I'm trying not to say too much because we're much further ahead. Yeah, I wasn't sure how far ahead you were. How far are you guys into the... I think it's like seven or eight. So like we're right near the end. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, because it started a, it started a while ago up there. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it just it had almost just wrapped in the UK and it started here, um, and they've already renewed it for a third season. Which so there, there's going to so be a third a third season. That's when they catch the other guy, and then that guy says, "I'm not guilty as well." <laughs> I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, so I'm not really going to comment too much on it, but. Um, I do have some doubts with the one case, the way the other case, like Hardy's previous case that has haunted him all these years, the way they've brought that in is really interesting. 
Um, and the other, there was just, I had a huge nerd out moment in the first episode. It was one of the courtroom scenes. And in one scene, we've got David Tennant, yeah. Arthur Darville, and Eve Miles. Yeah. And my Doctor Who loving heart exploded. Yeah, it was yeah, great. They, they really are uh, dragging the... Uh... The sort of the Doctor Who Torchwood <laughs> cast into the show. See, I I love Eve Miles, and she's not on nearly enough. So I was really happy to see her on here. So yeah, that was just like my little nerd out moment. It's just yeah, so and, well done. And then you come to find out that the guy that he was chasing in the previous one is played by Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis <laughs> from Agent Carter, who looks so good in a T-shirt. <laughs> it just shows how so good. I don't care if he's a killer. He looks so good. I think it shows like how good of an actor cuz yeah. he totally he, he totally you totally bought him as this sort of prim and proper, you know, like butler type and then all also but then you sort of as this sort of uh child killer, you know, like evil next door neighbor of uh of a couple of teen girls or whatever that and any and you know that sort of look that they they give him, and you're just like, oh, it just seems like there's something off about that guy. I just I I can't wait to see more. Like I'm just ha- happy it's back. So glad to see it on my DVR. And then I sat and I and it was on my DVR, but I I didn't watch it the night it premiered because I had too much other stuff on. How creepy though was it that the dad of the dead kid was playing video games in a with the dead trailer. kid's best friend <laughs> with another kid You're just like, with a lady who just it's the woman with the dog right yeah, she just the, disappeared. the one with the dog who disappeared and, they, and he's like where's she going he's like i don't know she just never came back and and they just don't <laughs> talk about that either um i don't know that it's creepy it's just that mark wants to kind of have what he didn't have with with danny before he died i don't know yeah no it was, it was sort of weird but uh, I, I just hope that they're not going with the what happens doesn't unravel the the completeness of the first season. Right. I hope so, too. That really what they're going for is this guy is just really like, like I said earlier, he's like, well, if I'm going down, I'm taking as many people with me as possible. Right. We shall see. The next show is The Good Wife, season six, episode 14, Mind's Eye. Jason, what did you think of this episode? Um, apparently this is an interesting episode where people either loved it or hated it. Uh, yes. There doesn't seem to be any, oh, it was okay uh, type of stuff. I thought it was great. I love these episodes when they they take these weird, uh, you know, sort of spins. And, you know, in this case, it's sort of inside Alicia's head. Right. But they, you know, they touch on a bunch of different storylines. They, you know, they kind of show like where she's, that she's really like all over the place. She's in the middle of, you know, coming right down to the wire in the election. You know, she's got stuff. She's still got responsibilities at the firm. Uh, you know, she's. Which she's, she's not doing well with. Yeah, But then she's still like, you know, she's still grieving the loss of will and, you know, other things that have happened. And, yeah. and it's just the mishmash of, of how they, of how they did that and different things that would spark uh, different thoughts and, and, uh, you know, the completely weird stuff, you know, like for some reason her son is a hobo. <laughs> right. Right. And her daughter's pregnant and sniffing glue. 
I really like that music seemed to play a role. So like she would have a song on and then a memory would spark or a thought would spark from that song. And then another, she would change to the next song and something else would come up. But at other times, was that not the Game of Thrones music that was playing in the background? I didn't notice. I don't know. There was times where the music that was playing so sounded like Game of Thrones. Um, I will say that I think there wasn't enough Matthew Good in those uh, racy sex scenes. I love Steve Pesquale, but I prefer Matthew. I love Johnny, but I prefer Finn for her. And Peter's right. If he's allowed to sleep with someone, why isn't she? I'm just saying. Or if she's allowed to fantasize, why isn't he? I just, I don't know. I don't care about Kalinda. I don't care about Peter. I want her to leave Peter. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just thought I it was a well done. I think it's kind of strange that she's still thinking about Peter and Kalinda. It was before they were even married. Or no, before she even knew Kalinda. Well, I think it was just showing like where she's at. Like all of these things, all of a sudden it would spark at this thing would right. like, pop into her head. Like she was thinking about this, but then she needed to call Kalinda. And then this idea popped into her head. Yeah. No, I mean, that's totally the way it works. Like she's right. She has her two notebooks where she's writing one on the left and then has an idea and writes it on the right. And she's like, no crap. That's a left notebook thing. Like I do that during the day where I'm like, I write a word I've heard someone say. And I look down, I'm like, why did I write beautiful? But I'm writing like a report. Like somebody must have said it around me. <laughs> so like, I totally get that. I thought it was really well done. This, could it be a very beautiful report? You don't know. It could have been. Okay. I, it's usually not, but it could have been. Um, but I did. I, I didn't. It's weird because you say, you know, you either loved it or you didn't like it. Or you, I didn't not like it. Like I liked any episode of The Good Wife for me is better than most shows on TV. Uh, there was just so many. There's a few things that like kind of annoyed me. Like just ask Josh Charles to come back. <laughs> like they, the body double didn't even look like him. And But I think it was supposed to not because uh, it, it it's sort of it weird could, but it was you're sort right of... it did seem like maybe she had let it go or she's like forcing herself to let him go and then it surprised her that he was back in her her mind again but i guess part of that came from uh for whatever reason the ad plane on the website that, that she went voice, to yeah. like sparked sparked that uh image in his head and so it was almost like it was that person but with josh charles's voice yeah uh, you kind of like when of like finn all... had johnny's voice yeah, you know, it was, everything was all mucked up in uh, yeah. uh, in her head, but at least they did have his. It when he when I, when you heard his actual voice, it did make you think: Did they actually get him to record some voiceovers, or did they just pull some lines from her? Yeah, <laughs> from, like from I, earlier I episodes that put him um, in, in the right place. I just oh, I love him. Um, it, I'm just excited to see. Where, I want this election to be over so badly. And I really want her to lose. Yeah, I know. So do I. <laughs> because I think that she's not. I don't like her at odds with Carrie and Diane. Yeah, because that when her Carrie being got attorney would yeah. be. When Carrie yeah. was working for the state's attorney's office, that was one of the least favorite times in the. Exactly. You know, and then I really want her to lose, and because I think there's so much more she can play if she loses, because she usually gets what she wants. Well, I think it would also be interesting to see her having to, you know, in cases have to go up against Prady. Exactly. Uh, or, you know, or or the office that Prady is now running. And more like more importantly, I like David Hyde Pierce very much. So the fact that he came back to television for the show, I don't want to see him go if she wins. Like, I want him to win so that we can see more of him. Yeah, I, I want to because I also want to see more of, uh, you know, the new, you know, the new law firm with them sort of at the top now instead of 
Right. You know, the, being the underlings, we, you know, we got a little bit of that and they sort of, they sort of took a pretty quick route back to, you know, the firm is pretty large now and back in its original offices, it just has a completely different name. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I think they jumped, like they're jumping around too much. Like I need to see it settle down so that there's. I would have I liked know. to have seen the Alicia Carey underdog law firm for a little longer. Yeah, me like too. Them, them, you know, s- scraping to get by and to, and to, you know, to keep clients and to win cases. And I wonder and, if the uh, show's going to be renewed. I, I don't know. It seems, it would, it seem odd now that it, it wouldn't. I mean, it's the, right now it's the closest it's CBS thing. CBS is like critical darling. Yeah. It's the, it's the closest thing they have to like the prestige drama on their network. Uh, so unless like the, the critical praise for it completely left, or which I don't see happening between now and then if this is episode or, one, yeah, 14. or or like it just tanked in the bottom. If it, it would have I to, I mean, like the ratings are tank. pretty terrible, but they've They're never been, bad. but they've never been outstanding. It's true, but it's hard to tell these days, like what you know, yeah, it, and it's you know, it's sort of a longer run. I feel uh, like a show like this is it, I, is it CBS owned? Yes, and so I mean, that. That plays more into these things these days. And I feel like it's a show that they wouldn't let. Like, they have a lot of procedurals that don't have these. Like, CSI could end. And probably, we have probably seen the last of CSI, the original. God, if CSI Cyber is, is what we get in its place, but, that is but so I'm just sad. Saying, you know, like, The Good Wife needs closure. I don't know that a show like Criminal Minds or CSI necessarily does. So I feel like it would at least get a couple more episodes out of it. Maybe a 13-episode final season. It's never been a lot of, uh, you know, the CSIs have never been too much about the, you know, the characters or whatever. I mean, they are playing with the, you know, the the sort of longer-term story arc of the Gig Harbor Killer or whatever on CSI. Right. Right now, but... uh, I've watched maybe two episodes of CSI in, like, ten years. (laughs) So... The last episode of CSI that I watched was the backdoor pilot for CSI Cyber. My God, you're obsessed Uh, with CSI Cyber. I'm I'm obsessed with how bad it is. Jason is obsessed (laughs) with it. He wants to watch it all the time. So The Good Wife, I hope it never ends. Yeah, I I think it, it continues on for... At least one more season. At least I another. I, it definitely does. It definitely is a show that I wanted to, especially, it's gone plenty long now. Yeah. But this is a show that you've got to go into, and at some point you have to say. What I saw the king say, like, because I think a lot of people were thinking that um, it's going to end, or like the season ends with the election, and we're not going to like know who the election is and that kind of thing. But it sounds like the election's like in two weeks, and we're going to see how it plays out after. Yeah, I don't think it. So that'll be interesting because I do want to see like, does she resign right away so they can go back to the status quo? <laughs> how are they going to write Kalinda out? Uh, you know, I don't got think a lot they'll kill her, but maybe they will. They've got a lot of stuff that uh, uh, that they're you know that they still need to do, but this is definitely a series because they do tend to look at when they go into a season, they, they sort of arc out some longer term stories uh, to play out. And so I would, this is the type of series that they need to tell them going in, like this is your final season. So they can arc things to where there's not just a, where obviously these characters continue on trying cases and being lawyers and living in Chicago, but we need an ending that'll satisfy audience. But yeah, but you leave people in such a place where there's not a whole bunch of outstanding storylines that you're just like, but what about this, that, exactly. and the other 12 things? 
Exactly. So The Good Wife, we love The Good Wife. The last show in primetime is Last Man on Earth, Season 1, Episode 3, Raisin Balls and Wedding Bells. I was talking about the show with my mom, and I was like, did you watch Last Man on Earth? I loved it. And she's like, I don't get it. I was like, he's the last man on Earth. Oh, that makes more sense. I'm like, what? I don't know if she started it late. I don't know what happened. But I just love this show. I love the first two episodes. And I had only seen the first two episodes, so I wasn't sure if the third episode would, like, make it or break it for me. But Will Forte can do so much with, like, a word. And the way he reacts to her, he slays me. I think it's awesome. It's my new favorite show. I'm enjoying this one as well. I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't say I love it, but I, I really do like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well it would do if it didn't have the cast that it does. That's a hundred percent true. Um, because like you said, Will Forte is, is the one that's like driving this entire thing. Plus I'm a huge Kristen Schaal fan. So oh, me too. Totally. I, I mean, love- I, you know, I, I love Bob's burgers and we've talked about our love for that show and flight of the concords yeah yeah and just she's and i know she can grade on people and that's kind of the character she plays intentionally mm-hmm. so that's why i mean if you don't like her then she's doing something right yeah yeah i wasn't sure how they were going to sustain the show going forward and the third episode i i, I like how that and how that turned out <laughs> i actually found myself like totally totally engrossed in the episode and you get to the point where you're thinking, okay, they're married now. It's going to continue to just be them. And we'll see kind of what happens now. I was blindsided by the fact that there was a third person. I was also like, wait, that's not, oh my God, it is. Yeah. I, it took me and I was like, wait a minute, what is she doing? She does comedy? Like I, that totally threw me. Well, um, before Mad Men, I only really knew her from comedies. That's true. Like, I don't really that- know her from before Mad Men. Not what was that one in Love Actually? Oh, is was she, she in Girl Next Door? No, no, that was Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah, no, I thought she might have been one of the friends. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, she may have, but been. definitely in Love Actually, and she did several. I believe she did several comedies before Mad Men. So I'm looking her up now because now I'm like, do I know her from before that? <laughs> I don't know about this show. I liked it. The you know the first couple, you know, sort of the setup. Uh, you know, there was some funny bits uh, along the way, but this episode was just like one long setup for the car crash at the end. Oh, I didn't think that at all. I didn't think I didn't find I didn't find much of anything funny uh, uh, along the way. I mean, there were a couple little bits like I the- should take a picture of my face right now and send it and be like, this is the reaction I had when Jason said he didn't think this episode was funny. Yeah. My jaw hit the floor and my eyes bugged out like I was in a cartoon. I was watching uh I was watching all the way through it and you know there were a couple of places, you know, like the the vote for president and then later on the I can't believe I just slept with the president. Yes. Uh, that those were When she throws down with the mannequin, she was real she was being a real bee. And he's going along with Carol suddenly and he's like, You should have given her your name. I, I don't know what to tell you. You should have given her your name. Like I just love that he's slowly embracing Carol and because, you know, that's what he's left with. It was just so funny. I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't laugh at hardly no, anything I guess I in this episode. Jason and I rarely agree on comedies. <laughs> well, we rarely agree on fringe comedies. 
uh, the the sort of outside the mainstream comedies. We tend to agree on the Parks and Recs and the yes and the things like that, but we tend not to agree on the It's Always Sunny's and the things like that. So I just loved I loved it. I can't. It's totally now. I'm like I can't wait to see what happens next. Well, it it, it is going to be. I mean, it is. Is pretty soon like it's going to be like Will Forte and like fifteen women because he is the last man on Earth, but obviously plenty of well, women see, seem to have like, survived. The title has always been "Last Man on Earth." Have we been? You know, it's like dude, have we put any emphasis on two, the wrong word? The last man on Earth, or the last man on Earth? Are you know, like? Did they intend for it to be the last man, and all these women are going to show up, or are we going to suddenly find men somewhere? I mean, he hasn't been to Europe. He hasn't been uh, to <laughs> Australia. Like he yeah, could get just, on a boat and find another guy. Yeah, just pretty much North America, and uh, that was uh, that. That was about it. But I do worry that he's going to run out of things to um, to burn. Use? Not burn, <laughs> but like he's burning all the toilet paper. So I'm sure he's got all of North America, Central and South America, since you can get there from you know from top to bottom. You can drive, like he's got. I, he has the world's toilet paper basically. So I I don't worry too much about that but somebody did amy pointed out like where are all the dead bodies if everybody died a year ago <laughs> that is the that is the, but then sort, I did the cleanest read... it's sort of like the cleanest ever well then i uh, read like an interview that they did at tca where he's like we're just kind of kind of gloss over that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna touch on it so it's not like a rapture situation then See, that's almost like that's what I kind of took. I mean, I know it says the virus, but I was like, did the virus like disintegrate bodies? Like, because where are all the animals? Where are all the people? There was no looting because they keep coming across just like fully stocked stores and nothing's been broken. There's no cars trashed on the side of the road. It was like a day and everybody died. I did like that uh, back in the previous episode where. She wanted him to stop at the stop signs. Now yes. came back to bite them because they get exactly. in an accident. They, yes, exactly. Uh, oh. I just I like that they're each kind of teaching each other things. Like she was okay with her tiny, oh, it's my tiny sledgehammer. Like, well, that's not your gift. <laughs> uh, but I guess when you're the only woman that's like you haven't talked to a person in forever, you receive a tiny sledgehammer. It's pretty thoughtful. So I understand, but I like that she was then able to shatter the and take all the rings and get all the rings in the world as her wedding rings. Yeah. <laughs> I want that, I want one. that one and that, that one. one and that one. Oh my god, I loved it. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm glad it's doing well in the ratings because it is, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 all you have to say about it, huh? That's it. That I love it, and that everybody should love it. So that's prime time. Well, keep watching, but yes, we'll see. We'll see where it goes uh, in the next uh, in the next couple episodes. Reality. I'm so happy that my two favorite reality shows are back. Well, two of my favorite reality shows: The Amazing Race and Survivor. The Amazing Race is in season 29. Survivor's in season 30. I really every season of Survivor, I'm like, this is going to be the season where they don't surprise me. I, every week, I'm like, oh, I didn't see that person going. Like, they're able to edit it maybe in a way that I'm still, as a fan, an audience member, surprised at who's getting kicked off and how people are playing and or not playing. And for a show in 15 years and 30 seasons to, like, still be a top reality show for me, that's huge. 
because I don't watch a lot of reality. You know, I used to watch American Idol. I don't anymore. Like a lot of the stuff that started in 2000, I would never watch now. But Survivor has been on that long and I love it. And then The Amazing Race this season has been weird because it's all about like five dating couples and five first date couples. Like their first date is when they meet at the starting line. And it is kind of interesting to see how these people react in these stressful situations. Like, theoretically, they're completely compatible. They were given compatibility tests, that kind of thing, and paired up. But, you know, when they're really under pressure, they're, like, failing. But it was interesting. The first two hours of the show, like, the winners of the legs were the non were the people who had just met. Because they didn't have any pretenses. They didn't have to – they were like, okay, I'm just going to be me and – I don't have to worry about hurting my girlfriend's feelings because this is a person I barely know. And so it was interesting. But then the third episode, like the, the couples that were already couples really started to rally. I'm just, it's the first time in a while of the, of the amazing race that I'm actually liking it because I found myself in the past couple of seasons, fast forwarding to kind of like see who does what and who ends up winning each leg. But this season I'm not doing that so far. So hopefully that continues. Plus I have to root for Jordan, or Jonathan Knight because obviously. Um, so that's reality. So how is the how is the the what is it the blind date aspect of? Well, yeah, it's, race. How is that? How did they set that up? And how's that? How's that actually working? I don't know how they set it up, like, but I know that they like they had people submit tapes and they did some compatibility tests and they set them up with people that like based on their what they do or who they are, like that they should be compatible with. And so they're on their first leg and they're a team and they have like, they basically meet and within five minutes feels like, okay, you're off on the race. Should have been sponsored so, by like eHarmony or something. Exactly. <laughs> like put so at, the- there have been in some clues, like there's like date nights that people are winning just to kind of get to know each other better. But the first one, Jonathan Knight won, and he's been with Harley for years. And then the second one, this, there's two guys that Kent and Bergen were set up, but they're, they're not a match. They don't think they're a match. They're, Actually, the ones are really upset that they're not a match, but they won it and they gave it to the engaged couple. So, like, it's just it's just an added level level. Like, they're just people who didn't know each other before the race. I wonder if they could have done it with like just people who needed. Ooh, I moved and it started to crackle. Can you still hear me? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were being shot at there for a second. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, I wasn't. But it's like I wish. I wonder if they could have done it with people that like one person wanted to do the race but didn't necessarily have someone to do it with, so they set them up. It's just an added thing. I don't like that they've added like this selfie thing where they can take selfies and selfie videos and all that stuff because um, it's just so ridiculous. But it's you know it's not impacting the story, the show too much. There are two couples that are like really bonding. And then one couple who I can tell he hates her, but she's like in love with him. And then it's just interesting because you get to see these people kind of like totally embarrass themselves. And I love that. So that's reality. Master Chef comes back in June. So to so you think you can dance. Woo. TV recommendations. I don't really have one except that I'm going to agree with the one that Mel's gonna, Melissa's going to request. I mean, recommend. So Jason, you, so you don't want to. So you don't want to spoil her. I don't want to spoil hers because I don't have one to add, but I will add on to hers. All right. Well, mine is uh, the TV Showtime app. I don't know what that is. Well, basically, when things like Get Glue and uh, uh, that w- that turned into TV Tag uh, went away, I was looking for you know other things to that is sort of like a social media type of TV only mm. uh, type of thing. But it has some. It's not really a check in app. 
but it has some interesting features and the the reason I'm mainly recommending it is the one feature that I really like is uh you can you go into the app and you can choose different shows and you can choose to follow those shows and as new episodes of those have aired they pop up in your to watch list hmm. and so it keeps a running tab of things that of where you are in you know in the in the series and so when things like your DVR doesn't work or you have a power outage or something oh, like right. that and something doesn't record and you don't see it on the list and you sort of you might maybe you forget about it for a bit that, that at, happens to me actually a lot like i'll for and i'm like what show what episode was i on like there's like, something yeah there's like something that should be here or you go to watch the next episode and you're like wait i think i missed an episode <laughs> but here you can uh look and see you have one episode to watch right and, but you can go back to like past shows uh, that uh, you've, you know, that you've watched and you can click in that you've watched all of it or where you ended. And, uh, you know, you can sort of keep track of old shows that you want to finally catch up with at some point. Uh, it does a weird thing that as you add shows to it, that you've, as you add that you've watched the episode, because it's not like, uh, you know, TV tag or get glue where you, you know, you're just checking in that you're like watching that. You're actually saying that you watched that episode, you know, a specific mm. episode of the show. Once you do that, you can do things like you can rate that episode or uh, you can click on a picture of the, you know, like the person you thought was really good in that episode, or oh. you can add an actual review of that episode, or you can add reviews of the show in general, mm. uh, you know, to the, to the app. But also it gives you, as you add shows to it, it gives you a running total of how much time you spent watching TV. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't need that. And I've added uh, 513 shows that I've uh, at least watched one episode of at some point. Wow. And uh, it's estimating that my time spent uh, watching uh, a TV is 25 months, 19 days, 18 hours, and 25 minutes. Wow. As of right now. It's impressive. So, you know... Two plus years of my life I've spent watching TV, according to wow. this app. Uh, so uh, it also, ha like on the website version of it, it has some other ways to look at some of the stats of some of the things that you've put in. But then you can also follow, you know, other TV fans or whatever. Uh, it recommends some people based on, you know, that they like sim similar shows to you. I, I really like it mainly for the to watch list uh, section of the app. Uh, that if you sort of keep up with what you're watching, it keeps you a running. So like I can look right now and see that I'm three episodes behind on Empire and four episodes uh, behind as of tonight on the originals and that I didn't watch Secrets or Lie and Lies and Revenge from last night yet hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. And and so as like as things air tonight, uh, they'll start popping up onto the top of the list. And so okay. you know, things like, uh, you know, the following and. Uh, you know, Chasing Life and, uh, you know, Jane the Virgin and stuff like that will start being added to the list that there there's a, there's new episodes available. And so uh, I really like that uh, section. And so if you check out the uh, the TV Showtime app, we'll, we'll have links in the uh, show notes to where you can uh, find it. And uh, but cool. you can also find me by searching for the TV holic on the on the app and uh, send me a friend request. So that's a TV Showtime app. You guys can connect and share your TV stories. That's right. Melissa has a great suggestion or recommendation. 
<laughs> i.e. how I spent my weekend. Same here. The unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable. Oh my god. I've been saying this all day. I didn't think I would like it. I had a feeling I would like it. Um, just because I really like Ellie Kemper and I love Tina Fey's writing and just kind of that, you know, slightly unrealistic comedy. <laughs> I I enjoy that. I started it at, I think it was like 8 o'clock Saturday night and I was done by like 1 p.m. Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I started it um, <laughs> like as soon as I got home from the office on Friday. So like 6.30. And then I watched eight episodes Friday night. And then because Miles said online, like he gave me a good spot to stop because he's like, if anybody's binge watching, here's where you can stop. So that's what I did. And then I watched the other five episodes on Saturday. And I just fell in love with this world that they've created. Like she is so awesome. It's, it's just such a, a fun little world. Like, I mean, whereas some of her compatriots that she was, cause if you haven't even just, you pretty much will know this, even if you haven't really seen it, she was part of a cult kind of didn't <laughs> realize she was part of a cult. They were her and three other women were underground for 15 years. The whereas, mole women. They're mole women. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the other three kind of don't want to, they, they kind of want to stay where things are familiar and kind of where they feel safe. Kimmy's right. out there like I'm moving to New York. <laughs> exactly. And she, she goes there and no matter what tries to knock her down, she, she keeps at it and she's just, She's so resilient and so strong. And even when things are like totally cruddy, she's still like, well, you know what? I've been through that. Like, why is this shaking me? Exactly. So it's just, it's such a fun show. The characters are a blast. Like all of them. The writing is smart and funny. Like I laughed out loud so many moments and just bringing in the whole you know, the 24-hour news cycle and people turning, you know, an inter an interview into, like, an internet meme or a viral video. Like, I yeah. just, I loved it. It's so current and so fun. Um, it, if you, if you're stuck inside or, heck, cancel your plans and just watch it yeah, in, so, in one or two sittings. It's so I good because it's, it's a comedy, so it's easy to binge. Like it's not you're not mm -hmm. you're not devoting thirteen hours. It's six and a half. Yeah. Well, since it was built to air on NBC, the episodes are actually only like what, like twenty one minutes long, mm -hmm. twenty two minutes mm -hmm. long. Uh, so they're not, uh, you know, they're not. I I haven't I haven't got a chance to watch yet, but from some of the stuff that I've read and and seen about it, I mean, obviously from who it's behind and Ellie Kemper starring and stuff like that, I'm interested in watching it, but caught up with other things over the weekend instead of right. jumping in on something new <laughs> but you know it's it's uh it's on my it, i can add it to my to watch list and it'll show me that i have 13 episodes uh, left to watch but the thing i'm interested in is what season two will be like when they don't have the restraints yeah. of having to try and build the season to air on nbc i wonder that too because the last couple episodes i think was right when they found that they were going to netflix like they weren't canceled anymore so and i don't know that i noticed a huge shift but there's like a little bit of a shift in, in things from like episode 9 to episode 13 but 
It's just so good. There's a moment. I guess it was like episode 10 or 11 where the one character sings the national anthem, but he's so involved in himself that the national anthem he sings is from America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, it's just, I laughed out loud at so many amazing parts. I died when he did that. Like, I, I could not, could not believe what I was watching. It's just Also, I have so two good. words for you. Pinot Noir. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's so good. Everybody go binge watch it right now. You'll you'll thank us. It's so good. And Carol King? Nope. Carol Kane is amazing. I I mean, I've Carol Kane is one of those people that I've been watching since I was a baby. Like for real. Oh yeah. And here she is, still being amazing. Uh Uh-huh. So that is uh the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Go watch it. Jason will put all the links to what you need in the notes for the show you can oh i should read this you can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about as well as where you can find melissa online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 265 next week jason will be joined by andrea towers love her of atvgeek.com and kyle nolan love kyle no reruns on net. i mean everybody loves kyle they know kyle kyle's basically like the fourth he filled in when i had a family emergency and i thank him for that yeah, he was super happy to uh, to fill in because he actually got to be on the podcast with Ray. Cause she, oh, nice, because they never are. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title, put out by Yellow Dog Records. Okay, I'm off. Thanks, Melissa, for joining us. It's always a treat to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. We sit glued to the TV set all night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.